Wednesday. Happy hump day. I hope the sun is shining wherever you are. I hope you're setting great goals and accomplishing them. And I hope that you are flourishing. So this is the middle of June and with that comes graduation season. And I just kicked off graduation season yesterday by attending my uncle's graduation. He graduated with a master's in education. He's been a teacher for probably over three decades now, for sure. If I get it wrong and he hears this, he'll probably be upset. But yes, <laughs> he's been a teacher for over three decades. And he's a father, a uh, a father of two kids in their 20s, a husband, he's working and he still finished his master's. And I don't know if everybody takes that as a huge accomplishment and inspiration, but for me, it truly is because I feel that a lot of the time we block or hinder our own ability to progress because we feel like time is not on our side. But I think that's BS. Time is always on our side. It's never too late to start a new relationship, to start a business, to continue your passion, to do the things you want to do. You're never too old. It's never too far gone. And seeing my uncle walk across that stage yesterday just solidified in me that at my age that I feel that I have these pressures that are stopping me and hindering me from doing the things I want to do that I need to just put that at the back of my mind and just hustle and if I believe that it's something that I need to do, time will be in my favor. And even if time's not in my favor, that's not a justification for us all not to do the things that we truly believe in, are passionate about, and to accomplish the things that we want for ourselves. So with all of that, I hope you guys had an opportunity last week to rediscover your joy. Joy is so important. I go through life and I try my best to always overflow with joy because being happy is one thing, but when you're filled with joy, there's nothing like it. It's like you flow on air. Things are just so good. And that doesn't, I'm not saying that to say that life won't have its ups and downs because that's life. It doesn't promise you smooth sailings, but when you find those pockets of joy in your life, it just makes things so much better. So if you guys had an opportunity to rediscover the things that bring you joy, once you figured out what those things were, did you decide how far you're willing to take it? And by that, I mean, it's one thing to find out or to rediscover the parts or aspects of your life that bring you joy. But now that you know and acknowledge what those things are, what are you doing to ensure that you're able to have this joy on a regular basis. And with that comes understanding or deciding where you want to place joy on your list of priorities. And if the joy that you have or the things that bring you joy require practice, require work, how far are you willing to see these things through? Do you actually even want to see it through? Do you believe that finding joy is important enough for you to put in the work that is required for you to reach the levels that you should reach. And if not, I hope you think within yourselves and determine why that's the case. But for me, I feel that experiencing joy is a crucial part of self-care because a lot of times we think that self-care is just 
manicures, massages, massages, going out with friends, relaxing, watching Netflix. But self-care for me is attending to the trilogy within myself. And my trilogy is mind, body, soul. So when one of these things are out of line or not in balance, it really messes up everything else because many of us can think that we just because we're functioning that we're at our best selves but balancing the parts of ourselves so for me mind I need to stay engaged I need to do things that make me feel good make me feel like I'm learning my spirit is my spirituality my religion reading the bible talking to people, meditating on the word, staying connected with God in every way I can. And for my body, it's it's my intake. So not just food intake, but also what I see on a regular basis. It's my health, it's my skin, it's my body, it's my fitness, it's all of that stuff. So having joy for me is one of the things that helps me keep my trinity my trinity in balance so i hope you guys had a good time with that this week and good luck in finding your joy and bringing it to the forefront in your life so for this week what i'm going to be talking about is blame more specifically who receives the blame in situations i.e do you get the blame as the person who's offended me or do I get the blame and how I'm going to be discussing this is through the scope of either being triggered versus being targeted so this year has been a whirlwind year for me there's been a lot going on and I found myself in a lot of situations that I may have not been in before like for example I'm 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 the maid of honor for my best friend's wedding so that puts me in a lot of situations where I'm dealing with a whole new group of women, i.e. her bridesmaids, who, although I've known them in the past, I may have not had that close-knit relationship. But when a circumstance such as a wedding puts you in contact and in conversation with people who you may not have personally on your own will gone and had conversation with, it brings up opportunities for a lot of potential conflict and situations that you would not find yourself in if you had a choice. And dealing with these type of situation, there there comes moments where you have to speak up about things that you may not want to, but because of the role and the situation you're in and the circumstance, you have to speak up about it. And in not only dealing with this the wedding situation, but in life in general, you will have those moments where you'll say things. And sometimes these things aren't even directed at people per se. They're just opinions that you have and they rub people the wrong way and when our actions rub people the wrong way or better yet when we're rubbed the wrong way by people's actions it's very important to assess the way we feel and determine whether we're being triggered by what's going on or we're actually being targeted so before I get further into this I just wanted to give a brief definitions these are not You're not going to find them on Webster. You're not going to find them anywhere. They're just the definitions that I'm using for the purpose of this discussion to give you an understanding of what I mean when I say triggered and what I mean when I say targeted. So for the definition of triggered for this conversation, it's something that is said or done that reminds you of 
an event or emotions that happen to you. And based on this, it triggers negative emotions within you. And for targeted, it's something that is done intentionally to you to bring about negative feelings or emotions. So for an analogy, this is just the first one that pops into my head every time I think about this um, this topic to give you a better understanding of the difference between being triggered and targeted. So let's say now you're sitting on a couch and there's there's a table beside you and there's a there's a glass cup on that table. So I'm sitting across from you and I stretch out my hands to go get that glass cup. And immediately as I stretch out my hands, you put your hands around your neck and flinch thinking I'm going to strangle you. So what would that be? That would be you being triggered because one, I wasn't coming for your neck and two, you felt like I was coming for your neck. So based on the fact that you felt the way you did, that did not change the fact that I was not doing that to you. So when you're triggered, it's an issue of you feeling a certain way about a situation that may not necessarily be related to you, i.e. me going to grab a cup because my hands were stretched out. You felt I was coming for your neck. I wasn't, and you covered your neck. On the other hand, targeted is you and I sitting across the table, the cup is still there, everything is still there, but I actually go and grab your neck. So you were targeted. I saw your neck, it was what I wanted, and I went straight for it. You feel hurt, you feel offended, and you're justified because I came directly for you. So with that in mind, I want what I want us to understand is that emotions are always justified to be felt because no one can stop us from feeling what we feel. Our feelings are usually quick fire, rapid responses to whatever's going on around us. And to b- believe that people have control over their emotions sometimes is unrealistic because sometimes you don't even realize what you're feeling or the reason why you're feeling it until you felt those emotions. But with that being said, the actions that you take because of those emotions may not be justified. And understanding the difference between being triggered versus being targeted will help you figure out when the act, what type of actions to take and when the actions that you have taken in the past may not necessarily be justified the way you went about it. So before you take actions based on emotions that you feel, and in order for you to to come to terms with who actually gets the blame based on whether you were triggered or targeted. I've come up with five questions that you should ask yourself that will hopefully help you figure these things out a little easier. So the first one is, how do I feel? So of course, emotions are justified as I've just said, and it's important to not only just feel your feelings, but also take a moment to understand exactly what you're feeling. Because sometimes yelling could be a reaction, for example, to someone saying something to me that I don't like, but the reason why I'm yelling may not be clear. You could yell because you're upset. You could yell because you're sad. You could yell because you feel defensive or because you're a defensive person. You could yell because you're attacked or you could yell because you're legitimately aggravated and 
upset with whatever's happening. So don't just look at your emotions as the spitfire response to whatever has happened, but also look at the deeper root as to why you reacted that way. Because if it's a, for example, if it's because you feel defensive, that reaction and that emotion is completely different to the emotion of feeling aggravated and upset, even though they may present themselves in the same way. So the first step is to determine how you feel. And that will lead into the second step, which is what are the causes of your feelings? What was done to you or what was it that activated those feelings? The cause is just as important as the reaction and what exactly you feel because you can't just put a ba- you can't put a band-aid on a knife wound you know because you have to actually understand what is the root of what's happening to you and that's going to be the best way for you to find out how you can solve the problem that you're going through so someone could say something now that may not and they may not be talking to me And immediately I get aggravated. So now I need to find out what is causing that feeling of agitation based on what somebody said, especially when they weren't even speaking to me. And all of this is a lot of internal deep diving. And I understand that a lot of the tips that I give you guys in the moment of going through a situation, even based on my past episodes, it's very hard to take these tips and put them into action because we're not robots. We don't That's not how we operate, but a lot of it is used for reflection because the chances are that when we're in a negative situation, it's not going to be the only time. And when, if, and when those situations do arise again, what I want is for us to be able to handle them in a better, healthier, more positive way than we may have handled it in the past. So number two was what are the causes of the feelings that you're feeling? Number three is who is responsible for these feelings. So is it you who's responsible for these feelings? Is it the person who's actually talking to you or the person who you're interacting with at this moment? Or is it a third party from the past? And finding this responsibility and determining who has this responsibility will also make it easier to deal with situations because if someone says something, let's say for example, on Instagram, people are always triggered on Instagram. So if someone puts up a post that has nothing to do with you, they're not coming for your neck. They were going for the glass that happens to be close proximity to your neck. And you take what they said and you become so angry and you take it out on them. Are they actually responsible for your feelings at that point? If what they did reminds you of something in your past that maybe somebody else did, and now you're taking it out on them, are they actually responsible? And even if somebody else did something to you in the past, and you're taking it out on on a new person who has in some way, shape, or form reminded you of what has been done to you in the past, is the person from the past, even the one who's responsible? This is a question that we all need to ask ourselves because there are some times where I would argue that we are always responsible for our feelings, but there are other times where someone else could be responsible for your feelings because we're human beings and we do give 
other people authority and um, over the way we feel our emotions, how we operate and all of that stuff. So it's important to, to differentiate between who is making you feel the way you are and who's actually responsible for the feelings that you're possessing at that moment, if that makes any sense. So number four would be what was the person's intention? So this just goes back to the example of if I was going to grab a a glass cup that's sitting beside you and you grab your neck, do you have a right to actually be upset with me because you felt like I was going to grab your neck when that was never my intention. And intentionality is a tricky thing because sometimes people's intentions are not to hurt you or are not to offend you, but in some way, shape or form, the actions that they take end up making you feel the way you feel. So what I want you to do is take a moment to understand the intention of the person who you're dealing with when you're determining who's at fault and who to give the blame to. And this is just essentially giving them the benefit of the doubt, looking at things from their opinion, because a lot of times when our emotions are involved, we can't see past our feelings into what the other person may be feeling or the reasons why they did what they did. And when we're tasked with trying to understand these things, it brings us to terms with the fact that a lot of times these, like the world doesn't revolve around you pretty much. And because you feel so hurt, you forget that people do things almost all the time without you in mind. And understanding this would probably save us a lot of hurt, disappointment, anger, and falling out with people. The last tip or question that you should ask would be, what can be done to make you feel better? This question can go in a hundred different directions because it could be a simple apology from the person. It could be therapy. It could be removing yourself from the situation. And you could also come to the conclusion that what you, what you would ideally want to be done to make you feel better is not going to happen. So how exactly do you go about finding a solution, especially when you're in a triggered situation as opposed to a targeted situation. When you're triggered by something, the person who triggered you does not necessarily owe you an apology and to expect an apology from someone because their action that had nothing to do with you per se, or that had nothing to do with you in a negative way, affected you in a negative way they don't necessarily owe you an apology. Even even when you're targeted, like let's just talk about what's happening in the world today, what's happening with race, what's happening with gender, socioeconomic status. There are many people who are targeted because of actions, beliefs, the way they were born, the things that they do that will never receive an apology either because apologies are are not a guarantee. And many times when we have falling outs or when we're dealing with people, they are so firm in what they believe in. You're so firm in what you you believe in. The middle is not a space where anybody wants to be. So we need to take opportunities and take our situations and 
give ourselves the power and the accountability to bring healing about because it would be horrible for us to dangle our lives in the hands of somebody who doesn't care enough to even want us to be okay and to put our happiness and our joy and our healing in the hands of that type of person. So figuring out what can be done to make you feel better is a complicated one, but I think is the most necessary one because once you're triggered, targeted, and even if you determine that you, the other person is to blame, what happens next? You know, what if they don't care that you think that they're, they're the one at blame and they're still standing on their high horse. You can't put your healing in that person's hands. So I hope that this has been of some help to you guys. And that in dealing with people and finding blame in being triggered and being targeted, that we'll all have a better time dealing with these situations because they're just a part of life. And especially in this social media world where it's not just your um, circle of friends. You can go on Instagram and see a video that will just boil your blood. You'll go on YouTube and there'll be an ad and it'll just grind your gears, but that's life, you know? And unfortunately, well, fortunately, because life is good and it's good to live and interact, we're going to be interacting with all different types of people from all different walks of life. So let's just find a way to deal with these things. So just a recap on the questions you should ask yourself before giving blame and to determine whether you're being triggered or targeted. Number one is how do you feel? Number two is what are the causes of these feelings? Number three is who is responsible for these feelings? Number four is what was the person's intention? And number five is determine what can be done to make you feel better. So I really hope this helps you guys a little bit and that we take some time to realize the difference between being triggered and targeted because I feel like a lot of times these days people are usually target. I'm sorry, people are usually triggered, not targeted, and people will blow things out of proportion just because they feel triggered. And when you feel triggered, you need to take a time out, sit in a corner, determine why you feel the way you do and not lash out at the world for discussing topics that for whatever reason you have issue with or you haven't healed from. And this all comes back to you needing to determine the things that trigger you and try your best to heal those things because being triggered, especially being easily triggered and being triggered in a way where your first thought is to be reactive against other people is not a good attitude or good character trait to take with you long-term. And I want you guys, as I always say, I want you guys to all be better than me. So I hope this helps. So now we're just going to get right into the word of the week and wrap up this episode. And the word of the week is what do you prioritize? So what are the things on your daily list, monthly list, yearly list goals that are always getting done? And what are the things that are always getting pushed to the back burner? And how important are the things that you constantly find yourself pushing to the back burner? If these things are important and are things that should be priorities in your life, why? what is the reason that you actually keep 
pushing them to the back? Is it because you don't have time? Is it because you're avoiding them? Is it because they seem difficult? Is it because they take more time than you feel that you have at this moment? So what I want you to do for this week is consider throughout your life what ought to be a priority in your life and put that up against the things that you're actually making a priority in your life and see if they match up. If they do match up, amazing, great, no homework for you this week. But if they don't match up, try to figure out why that is. And if you can, work to bring those things that ought to be a priority in in your life to a level where they actually become a priority in your life. And I promise you that when we prioritize the right things, And this could be on any scope. It could be personal things. It could be what we do for others. It could be charity work. It could be anything. Like it's not just prioritizing ourselves, but it's just prioritizing the things that we feel are of the utmost importance to us. I promise you that you'll feel so much more fulfilled in life and that putting these things at the front, even when they do take a little more work than you feel you have the need, um, the ability for will give you a sense of satisfaction hope, joy, and fulfillment. So that ends my episode for this week. I hope you guys have a great rest of your week and I will talk to you next week. Bye.